0: Good day, everyone, this is Martha Childress and welcome to the Natural Choice Network, a local platform and meeting place where sustainable living comes live. Naturalchoice.net and the Natural Choice Network directories have many great ways for a conscious consumer to, to connect, step to date on green resources, natural health, natural food and mind spirit. And you can also stay connected right here with me every Tuesday at half past noon on Alternative Talk 1150. Well, today I am honored and pleased once again to be able to help share my guest Fritzi Hortzman's story and her truly groundbreaking and inspiring uh, compassion prison project. Um, she's got two YouTube videos that I highly recommend you see. And if you missed the last episode that I had Fritzi on, I encourage you to go to the archives. And if you did catch my last show with Fritzy, you'll totally understand why I wanted to have her back on again and so soon and to talk about the second video. And welcome to the show, Fritzy. I can't wait to talk about this.
1: Martha, thank you so much. It's so great to be back.
0: Yeah, um, just for just really quick, do you want to start by sharing your background and how the Compassion uh, Compassion Prison Project evolved from your own experience with childhood trauma?
1: Absolutely. Um, it all started when I read a book called "The Body Keeps the Score" by v- Bessel van der Kolk, and I learned that I had been traumatized as a child. Um, I took an a- adverse childhood experiences test, which um, which is ten questions ranging from abuse, um physical, sexual, and uh emotional Durable, abuse yeah. to neglect, um childhood, um you know, and having your parents get divorced, having uh alcoholic in the household, having mental illness in the household, and having a Those um all add up. They all add up and I had a seven. So once I realized um that I had been traumatized, which is uh, it changed my perspective my whole perception of the world. Yeah. And I walked into a prison because I've always been worried about how the how our society has been treating the African-American population. Mm-hmm. And I was curious to see what criminal justice really looked like from the inside. I walked in and all my preconcep- preconceptions were gone and um, I was greeted by these incredible men. I t- talked to them. I learned that they had the same traumas that I had experienced as a child. And I so said they're actually this is seeing a- them
0: as victims.
1: Well, um, I think most people that commit crimes are victims first. Yeah. And exactly. um the men in prison have um what from what I've learned is they have seven, eight, nine, ten aces. That's where yeah. the that's where most of the abuse is.
0: Yeah. Um it's, and it's when you such have- a long chain of abuse and trauma too. I mean, usually, I mean, just listening to some of the stories, I mean, that first video was so compelling. And then now to have the the follow-up with the Honor Yard and to see how engaged they were and how much participation. It's like they've, you know, once a lens was put on this, it's like, that. it's just amazing to see them emerge.
1: Yes. I mean, they're brilliant, self-reflective, um, you know, gentle souls is from what I, that was my experience. And that was my experience also that was at Lancaster state prison. And um, I was also, yeah, at that's, a, that's, a state big, that's a
0: major, you know, offense, criminal, I mean, violent crime prison, isn't it?
1: Yeah. They're both maximum security prisons. Yeah. Uh, most of these guys have LWAP, but where um where step inside the circle and honor yard were filmed. It's they, they call it, casually called it's called a programming yard, but they call it the honor yard. And mm-hmm. if you if you don't do any shenanigans like be in a gang or have a cell phone or sell drugs, uh you get more programming and you you know you get to develop yourself. They they actually have a college there as well. Wow. And so these men are um and they also have a dog training program there. Uh they're they're extraordinary men. And I, you know, I asked. I asked what one of the guys. How many do you think could could leave tomorrow? And he said probably fifty percent. And then I said, with some support, you know, another thirty, forty, forty percent. So we're left with maybe twenty percent of the men in that yard, um, who are extra- also extraordinary, but just have social emotional issues because they've been in prison for so long and they've been yeah. abused all their lives and prison is not a gentle environment as we know that's my goal though is to transform prisons into healing centers in the next 3 years and we've started we've started talks with Delaware which is they have 3500 um incarcerated members wow. one prison in California has 3500 residents wow so um that's a that's a a really, e- not easy, but it's a it's a smaller nut to to crack. And then, we, the idea is to bring them our trauma our trauma program that we've developed, which is it's a six week program that really kind of takes you through the journey of your own trauma, and it also it brings social emotional um, healing and self awareness things like the man that I am today or the woman that I am today, that I matter, you know, yeah. letters to the victims, letters to themselves. Wow. So they can really start taking accountability and then giving back. Giving back is the real, is our, the real message in our, in our program is building bridges back to society. And we just created a program called the mastermind program for where returning citizens create community. So wow. you you get off the bus and you have a place to. It's a Zoom call basically, and you just you get to talk about your problems and your issues, but also find help. You know, it's like it's a community. We're building communities now.
0: And, well, it's really um, cool that you're you know kind of um, establishing a model, you know, and something that they can kind of really see and emulate, and you know, start applying into different uh, you know different yards because it is just amazing um, to see, I mean, just between the two videos to see, like I said, how engaged. And I mean, you could just see hope on their faces and relief, you know, that they weren't, aren't evil. You know, I mean, all these things, So it's just, like you said, you know, y- y- after you read that book, it was like a game changer. It's like you're, the whole way you look at the world can like turn on a dime once, you know, you, you, know, you look at yourself a little differently.
1: Yes. And that's the thing. That's the thing that society's been told is that these people that are in prison are morally, that this is a choice they made. They made a choice to murder somebody. They made a choice. And when you find out what, what happens to the brain when it's traumatized, it's a whole different story. The story is your lizard brain gets activated. Your prefrontal cortex shuts down, which is the the executive function, the, the good decision-making machine up there, that's, that goes offline and you're not thinking yeah. straight. It's, you know, that the same happens with traumatic head injuries. Yeah. You know, we just can't think when we don't have all of our, all of our faculties and we do things we, we, we do, do and we say things we regret yeah. and a lifetime of regret. These men and mostly I've been working mostly with men you know, that one moment that they didn't even really realize they were doing.
0: Yeah. And then they're in in prison for life and they were traumatized as children. And then the current um, system, you know, separates them all, right? And they almost pits them against each other where they don't feel safe. And it really amplifies the trauma with the isolation um, that cultivated the criminal behavior in the first place. And so I think, you know, kind of shifting that and that as more people understand that, It's like kind of what you put in, you get out. You know, if you put in, you know, compassion and understanding and, you know, instead of just more, you know, isolation and punishment. I mean, it's a game changer.
1: Well, if you want safe streets, if you really want safe streets, you will stop abusing these men and these women. And the thing about it, though, is the correctional officers, a lot of them have four or more ACEs as well. And we're learning about four or more ACEs. You're seven times more likely to go to prison and um, six more ACEs uh, your life uh, expectancy drops by 20 years. If it's unaddressed, Mm -hmm. Um, I have seven ACEs. So, and my, all my, my father, my mother both died. My father died at 61. My mother died at 69. And so that's, and, and you, you hear about comorbidity and I'm just going to, I'm going to call it, I'm going to say that's trauma and that's racial trauma and that's, um, child abuse.
0: And we'll talk about some of the symptoms of trauma because, um, and, and also those, the, the seven questions that like the, the survey you take, because I think there's a lot of traumatized people out there that don't even know it.
1: Exactly. Well, hypervigilance, it's, you know, you just take PTSD and then, you know, the symptoms, they're all on our website. Um, but everything from reenactment of the trauma, which is, you know, if when you're brutalized, you brutalize other people. And that's and what a lot of the men I've worked with say is nor- violence has been normalized in their communities and in yeah. their families. So yes. and they thought beating up their they thought their father beating up their mother was a normal thing to do. So what does that what does that how do we pass that on? One of the th- one of the things that I really want to. um bring about is it stops with me. You know, I was abused yeah. as a child. Yeah. Abuse stops with me. I'm, I'm yeah. not passing it down to my child, although.
0: Or enabling to, it's just like, you know, that in my experience, it's like, wow, I am not going to teach my kids how to be enablers. <laughs> well, exactly. Because then you just be, you know, you're just feeding the beast.
1: Yes. And, but, and, you know, here's the thing: we have to give ourselves some a break because if yeah. we're like, "Oh God, I was a horrible mother," and you know, I I have moments of being a horrible mother. I do. I have. I'm. I have so much trauma in my body. I'm not able to react um, in a calm. You know, they call it the vagal system. The ventral vagal was is offline. If,
0: you yeah, know. the threshold. The threshold for you know just. Um, an innate reaction that you don't, as I say, if you had have a normal reaction time, you would, you know, probably change your reaction. But when you have this innate trigger, I mean, it's happened before you, your, you know, your conscious mind could probably even catch up to it.
1: Well, that's the thing. And it's, it's really lickety split. It's, a, I don't know yeah. why I thought of that, <laughs> but it's lickety split. And yeah. I actually experienced that earlier today. I'm I'm reading a book called The Presence Process, where we were where the the feelings that come up from childhood trauma are really being I'm actually watching them go through my body and it's kind of a, an amazing process. And I highly recommend it to anyone who wants to really start grokking into that into into childhood trauma and the feelings that feel so uncomfortable where you wanna run and have a drink. I've been Dying for a glass of wine through this whole process because you really just want to numb. And this whole society—that's what we're doing. We're numbing. We don't. We dissociate. We don't want to feel these feelings. We're afraid of these yeah. feelings, but if we run from them, they—they—they they, they show up. They keep showing up.
0: So, well, I think uh, of one of the really important things um, when they were uh, the inmates were kind of talking about their experiences and how they were also kind of bringing in the recognition that the people that caused them the trauma. We're also traumatized. And so there's, you know, a, a, a forgiveness and understanding and compassion, you know, goes both ways, it starts to go both ways.
1: Absolutely. Generational trauma. That's yeah. what we're dealing with. I was in my mother's body, my mother, who probably has an eight or a nine on her ACEs. I was in her body. All I was living in that body yeah. with all that anxiety and all, she smoked and, you know, she's rageaholic. So all of that. That abuse was just going on through in in my system, just being in her womb, and then you know living with her for twenty years. That's that's what's going on, and you know it's like this society really. I recommend we take a big deep breath and love each other, and just say, "Hey, my gosh." Yeah. What have you been through? You
0: poor people. I, my Everyone. name is Martha Childress and I have been traumatized.
1: <laughs> yes. And just yeah. living in the United States yeah. right now is really, it's really. It's trauma. Yeah. It is. Because here's the thing. Trauma makes you feel separate from each other. And right now, this system of division that we've, we're kind of all buying into yeah. is really a symptom of trauma, I would say. Yeah. And so, the, you know, my brother, my brother, Donald Trump, he's my brother and my brother, Joe Biden, he's my brother. They yep. are, they are me, and I am not going to divide myself and pick sides. Ultimately, that's what that's what keeps our trauma in place, and it, it's what keeps this society reactive Trapped instead in the of, loop. Yeah, and not responsive. We're not responding to each other
0: because it's the it's the whole uh, sh- blame, guilt, shame trap, which is trauma. Trauma
1: yeah. trauma feeds off of this. Because and you then- don't
0: want to face it. And so you gotta blame it on somebody else, or you feel so shame, you blame it on yourself. You know, as I say, it's just a continuous cycle. And and at that point when you kind of understand it and like you said, it's like I it stops with me. I'm you know, I'm getting off this hamster wheel because it is not serving anybody. And I think is what's so so um just Oh, so compelling. And so uh, just just watching, as I say, you got to watch these videos. I cry through them every time I watch them because it's so moving because I think it probably taps into some of my own early trauma too. And so I think on a certain level, we can all relate and it is all relative. Whatever caused your trauma, trauma is trauma, you know, so um, we can still be triggered by it, you know, very, very easily. But when you just see just how engaged and just, you know, faces don't lie. I mean, this goes Deep. I mean, it it is just so moving to see them start to, you know, like I said earlier, to look at it through a different lens. And then that's when they realize, wow, there is hope, you know, and if they're doing it together, um, as I say, and if we're all separated, no one's going to kind of, you know, I see you and you see me and let's, you know, kind of move, you know, move forward together, understanding instead of against each other, like you said, the Democrats versus Republican or whatnot, but um, you know, the only winners are the ones that are um, kind of leveraging off the hate and separation. So, you yes. know, it's that's, that's yes. really important to step away from that. It's like, no, we don't we, we don't want all the winners to be narcissists. You know, <laughs> we got we, well, we to bring in a door number three, which is us, you know, caring about each other and understanding each other.
1: Yeah. As Brene Brown said, she says, it's not about being right. It's about getting it right. Yes. And yes. I really love that because it's, you know, this is, it's about getting it right. Why are yeah. we here? And and here's the thing. There are people, there are humans in prison. That's the thing. Yeah. Um, one of the great, great things that came out of your show from la- from our last conversation is I got a letter from a beautiful man named Cherub, and he's been writing me, and he, he wrote about his childhood trauma, horrendous. His mother, mm-hmm. his you know, I don't want to tell all of his story, but- yeah his, he, he was three years old when his mother died and he was left alone in the room with her. And oh. it just, it just went yeah, from there. It hard just hard went hard. from there. And he's 75 years old and he doesn't even have a television in there. I think he's 75. I don't know. And he's in his seventies and he's just a articulate, beautiful man without a television, without a radio. I know he has a radio cause he heard us without a CD player. I mean, he doesn't have a family. So this is what This is what I get
0: worried.
1: Well, and this is what I get worried about is how many men in there, how many women in there don't have family that they can count on. I mean, we're their family. I'm. This is my family. My family is 2.3 million people in prison, and it's the rest of the people in the United States. I mean, Martha, you're my family. We're all in this together, and we're forgetting this, and we're. We're lied to and we're told fear stories. There's plenty of food for everyone. There's plenty of money yep. for everyone. And let's yep. share it. You know, why are we hoarding, hoarding $2 billion, <laughs> $200 billion? What are we going to do? What can we possibly buy? You know, yeah. another pair of socks? Fine, get your socks and let's
0: save the world. Well, and even that's rooted in fear, you know, from, right. you know, the people that feel like they have to have millions of dollars in the bank or they have to, you know, control everybody else is because they're, you know, they're actually you know, that's how they're dealing with it. Not in violence, but that's how they, that's how they feel safe. And, and it's all about feeling safe. You want to talk about that aspect of it? Well,
1: and being safe is actually the first step in healing your trauma. Yeah. And
0: that's the first thing you need.
1: And that, and in, in a prison environment, that's really, um, yeah. that can Very be really tough. challenging. And so these are the things that's a trauma informed prison is when, you know, the guards, when they see someone react, they realize it's not an act of disrespect, it's actually a trigger and they're yeah. having a reaction, a traumatic, you know, a traumatic event is happening in their minds. And so we start changing the way we think about each other and then we start healing each other. I mean, those, those, yeah. the correctional
0: officers. The violence is a symptom of trauma. I mean, well, how do you stop the violence? Well, yeah, you know, yes. you start to understand and deal with the trauma. Like you said, if you we want our streets safe, that is the first step.
1: Yes, and we want those men and women returning from prisons to be whole.
0: And then they uh, have they can share a gift with their stories. I mean, you know, they have so much to give, and the minute you start giving, boy, is that is that transforming as well.
1: And they have the they know how to heal their communities. That's the thing yeah. they have the they know what's wrong. They've seen the problems. They've seen the lies that that they've been told. And they yeah. have the, the keys. So we're basically our best resource in having safer streets and having better communities is locked up, you know, in these cells that that treat people like they're animals. And the thing is, what you do to others, you do to yourself. So what we're doing. Yeah you know, in our global, in our consciousness, we're doing this to these men. We're like, we know something's wrong. We know something's off and we're not
0: doing anything about it. And there's no one in their right mind would do any of that stuff. It's like, how could they do that? Well, you know, (laughs) but it's just another symptom of trauma. I mean, this is what
1: Hitler was traumatized and all the men that were under his command were also traumatized. traumatized.
0: So yeah. And that's why if you've been traumatized, it's so easy to be manipulated. And so part of, you know, just kind of, you meant if you want to start exercising your own sovereignty, it's like exercising, you know, the understanding that, wow, I have been traumatized and I can control my, um, my triggers if I learn, number one, that I have them and number two, why I have them. And there's no shame in it.
1: No, there's no shame. It's just learning how to respond and knowing yeah. when that what triggers are and seeing them. It's it's practice and it's awareness and it's
0: lots of practice. And like
1: that. <laughs> yes, and self love though, just giving yeah. yourself love and and permission to go through this process. I'm, I mean, the poor people who work it with me sometimes they just have to deal with my triggers and I'm working on them. I'm really I'm on yeah. it, but
0: well, it's it's a, it's a it's a lifelong thing, you know. I mean, when we're all kind of like oh, oh. You know they're working on their <laughs> they're working on their trauma. <laughs> you know, there's a it's not like succumbing. I mean, you you still need boundaries and whatnot, but it's like I'd like to know if I've you know done something.
1: Yeah, I know, and I don't want to hurt anyone. You know. Yeah. I mean, because I know when I hurt someone else, I'm hurting myself, and exactly. not it's not just a selfish thing. It's like I really care about the people that are in my life, and I really want to you know do my best, but that old you know trauma kind of lives in you and it it yeah.
0: ha- it's like it's like a it's, ha- yeah it's a cancer it's totally a cancer and what was really interesting you know when you think of the um like the ancestral trauma and the cultural trauma mm-hmm. i mean there's just i mean it's everywhere i mean just I, I mean there's just so much we could learn from from each other as i say as the societies as different races and what was really interesting is with that one gentleman was talking about, um, he goes, well, I don't really understand where the effects of slavery were on my behavior. And he goes, until I realized that I was bullwhipped as a child, you know, and it's just like, well, where did they learn to get, you know, they were bullwhipped as slaves. And it was so interesting to see him put that together. And it's just like, wow. So they're, like they say, there's so much that's just culturally or race related that, you know, as I say, you're just, you're just born programmed into it. I know. and here's
1: the other piece though. I'm grateful for my trauma. i'm I would not be sitting here talking to you. I would not be working with these men. I would not be healing. I would you know right. i'm I'm grateful because i I really believe you know, I got the tools and part of my tools were trauma. I got the tools to to work with these men and these women and yeah. and I'm so grateful that I can be a voice for the unseen, the unheard, and the and the most, as I say, the most traumatized members of our society are living in prison. And that is the plea. Please, let's take care of these beautiful people because yes. you give them a chance and they will blossom.
0: That's the thing. And wherever you're seeing hate or violence, um, you know, behind it's trauma.
1: Exactly. And the other part though, they say, well, why, you know, I had, I had an A score of nine and I'm not in prison. Well, guess what? There was one person or one, one moment in your life where you were seen as having potential. That's called resilience. And mm-hmm. when you have somebody who cares about you, Oprah talks about her, her school teacher who saw her and that changed Oprah's trajectory. And I had my father and sometimes my mother, my, I had some, my parents were great on when they weren't raging or drunk. <laughs> um, but I had, they had that moment where they would see me. They're like, Fritz, you can do it. You can do anything you want. And, you know, I kind of believed them. And here, you know, here we are. Here I am standing in yes. circles with 235 incarcerated men. They respect you
0: and love you so much. Well, I here we are just like zooming through again and um, skipped our break, but I'm going to have to take a really quick one here and we'll be right back with some closing thoughts. Taking care of your oral health is more than just keeping your teeth looking their very best. It's a way to prevent other diseases or problems from arising as a result of bad dental hygiene. Dr. Tom Seal is a holistic dentist. He pays close attention to detail, such as biocompatibility of dental materials, to enhance the overall health of his patients. Dr. Tom Seal empowers you to take greater responsibility of your health through natural dental care. Call 425-823-9000 today for a healthy and beautiful smile or go to naturalchoice.net. Keyword search, Tom Seal. you're looking for reliable natural care, the internationally recognized Tahoma Clinic and dispensary may be just what you're looking for. Dr. Wright, the clinic's medical director, is a well-respected leader in the field of alternative medicine and bioidentical hormone replacement therapy. The clinic emphasizes a science-based approach. Many of its treatment protocols are based on its knowledge base of over 40,000 published articles in its library. To find out more about Tahoma Clinic and its three locations, call 425-264-0059 or go to naturalchoice.net. Keyword search, Tahoma. Katherine Larson at Inner Source Counseling has over 30 years experience providing mental health care. She believes that therapy is a personal journey. Her mission is to offer guidance to those who are dedicated to their personal healing. Sessions are conducted in an atmosphere of warmth, openness, and respect. Katherine works with children, adults, and couples to help them find the most effective path for healing. Start your healing today. Call 206-933-1710 or go to naturalchoice.net. Keyword search, Inner Source Counseling.
1: No other station delivers this much variety. Alternative Talk 1150. Hi, my name's Gail Picken with the Northwest Mind-Body-Spirit Connection, and you are listening to the Natural Choice Network on Alternative Talk 1150.
0: So, Fritzie, I'm so sorry we just ran through the time so fast um, today again. So, um, can you please just... Give yeah, us your websites and the YouTube videos and whatnot so people can learn more and, and find the surveys. Absolutely. Uh, please go to
1: compassionprisonproject.org. Our videos are on the on the website and um, the ACE test is on the website and the donate button is on the website. We would love your support. We are we are also looking for volunteers who are interested in learning about leading circles on Zoom, which is what we're doing now um, for returning citizens and soon in prisons. And just, just you know, write your senators, write your congressmen. Let's change the system now. It's time. We're done with this. We're done with the old paradigm. Time for the new. Thank you again, Melissa. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And I really encourage people to listen to the first show that uh, Fritzy and I did. We talked about a lot of really interesting things. And too, it's just, it's amazing. As I say, it's such a metaphor for so much uh, else of what's going on there. And if it's starting to shift and change in the prison system, um, you know, the the opportunity, the potential, as I say, as a society and as a entire planet as well, definitely can do the same thing. So thank you so much for joining us today, Fritzy.
1: It was great. Thanks again, Martha.
0: Okay. And thanks to all our listeners for choosing to join in too. As you know, our choices create our experiences and collectively our experiences create our community. So online, on air and on print, thank you for making the natural choice.